At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A warm up from the low. Welcome to Love Las Vegas. For Kelsey Kelsey with myself, Greg Hughes, and now part of the Decent Family Podcast, and we do have a great podcast for you. A school that I feel like has went really under the radar with regards to what they've been able to do in the transfer portal is West Virginia. So how about if we wind up getting on a man that does a great job of being able to cover West Virginia. That'd be Ethan Bach. He is over there with the Portal Report. You may recall we had George Michalowski on this podcast about a week or so ago. A little bit of a startup. They're doing a great job taking a look at all these transfers, where they're all considering ranking all the transfers, things like this. So we're going to be talking with Ethan about what West Virginia's been able to do this offseason, bringing in a whole bunch of guys, some of the big names from the portal that we've seen come off the board very recently, including G&I Broom going over there to Auburn. That is a big one. So we're going to get a wide variety of topics going with Ethan. We're going to go a little bit rapid fire there. So that's going to be fun in the second segment. Then in the final segment, did wind up seeing quite a bit of movement in the transfer portal on Saturday. So I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a recap of that some big names wind up coming off the board and if you do have a question comment segment idea whatever you for this podcast you do have one of two ways we offer those in first one is my twitter timeline at gunit underscore 81 keep in mind letters yeah maybe it does not matter size per usual please send these into the timeline and the other ways find an apple podcast review if you rate this podcast five stars it is very much appreciated them from there you're able to fire whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five star review it is a case which we've seen a lot with regards to the big 12 and the sec with regards to their transfer moves so we're going to be asking Ethan about that as well. Did not wind up getting any Twitter questions today and for those of you guys wondering about conference previews need to see a little bit more with regards to things solidifying in terms of the transfer portal because we've had over 1,600 guys wind up entering in so it makes it very difficult to handicap any conferences at this point and give a projected or a finish but as soon as we are able to do so I'm thinking in about a month those will be coming your way as well but coming up next we are going to have Ethan Bach on there we're going to be talking about what we're all seeing with the transfer portal and the moves made by West Virginia that's up next right here on Coast to Coast Hoops with myself Greg Eves and now a part of the Beeson Family of Podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, 
Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back here 
and lovely Las Vegas with Kelsey Kelsey with myself, Greg Spears, and now a part of the Beeson Family Podcast. And it is great to be joined by our guests as this man is doing a great job over there at the Portal Report as we do have Ethan Bach joining me. He also does some terrific work over there being able to cover West Virginia at WV Sports Now on Twitter. That is West Virginia Sports Now. So this is a man that does a great job taking a look at things out there in the great state of West Virginia. And also on top of that, does a great job of being able to take a look at the Big 12 in general. Also has done some work with Final Forecast as well. And you're able to follow Ethan on Twitter at, easy enough, Ethan Bach, his first and last name, and then an underscore at the end of that. And Ethan, great to have you aboard. Thank you. Thanks, Greg. Thank you for joining me. And Ethan, let's first talk about what we've seen with West Virginia. A few days ago, they wound up getting a little bit of a reuniting because you wound up seeing Emmett Matthews decide that he is going to be transferring from Washington and he is going to be heading back to West Virginia. You wound up already seeing this offseason. Cho Tucson, in my opinion, one of the more underrated guys out there in the transfer portal. He wound up heading to West Virginia as well. Eric Stevenson is one that's going to be heading to West Virginia as well. And I take a look at what Bob Huggins has been able to do, and I've been thoroughly impressed with the way that he's at the portal this offseason. Yeah, I think midway through last season, they needed to reevaluate how they attack the transfer portal this offseason. Last offseason, they got some talented mid-major players, but I think they wanted more than just mid-major level type talent. So they went out this offseason, got power five players like Eric Stevenson, Joe Toussaint, brought back Emmett Matthews. I think Bob Huggins and his coaching staff have done really well this offseason. Yeah, it's been really impressive to take a look at. And what I think is going to be very curious as well is to take a look at what style West Virginia is going to be playing. Because we remember when they wound up having Oscar Shibway along Derek Culver, they were very much playing slow. They were playing through both of them. As we know in the history of West Virginia, there's been a lot of press Virginia as well. It felt like it was something a little bit more in the middle last season with not having as many three-point shooters as they had when they wanted being able to make the 2021 NCAA tournament. What sort of style do you think they are going to do? Because it feels like Bob Huggins is one of the more malleable guys with the way that he's willing to change his style to the way that the roster is set up. Yeah, I think on paper, it's definitely a defensive transition team. I think defense turning into offense will be there forte for next season it does worry me a little bit their offense just they don't have any consistent go-to guy right now on paper Emmett Matthews Eric Stevenson those guys are double digit scorers but someone's gonna have to step up and be the man on the team be that guy that they go to at the in the final stages of the game other than that I think next year they found out what type of team they're gonna be they're gonna be a defensive team that if you turn the ball over they're gonna be scoring before you even get back so I think they've done great I do agree with you as well. I think it's going to be fascinating to take a look at this team as we do have Ethan Bach joining me on the podcast. And I just take a look at the Big 12 in general, and I feel like they've done a good job with regards to the transfer portal. You've got Iowa State getting very active with regards to the transfer portal in recent days. They wind up bringing in Jerron Holmes from St. Bonaventure. Now, they wound up losing quite a bit with Isaiah Brockington leaving and Terry Hunter. He's currently out there on the market as well, but being able to get him in is solid. And then Fadas Amick, I felt like was one of the best players out there in the transfer portal. He decides that he's going to go to Texas Tech. I think that both of these guys are going to be impact players. And I think that both of these guys are really going to leave an imprint on the conference this coming season. I can't get over how Mark Adams just is able to retool, even back to when Chris Beard was at Texas Tech. I think Texas Tech has just, they figured out how to just retool in the transfer portal. And teams are starting to 
figure that out as well, just as we go on and we figure out what the transfer portal really is every year. I think people still struggle to figure out what the transfer portal is and what all the rules are. And But Texas Tech is one of those teams. They figured it out. Mark Adams, every single offseason, doesn't matter who he loses. He's lost four starters and he's gained Davion Harmon, Amac, Marion Williams. Texas Tech will be top half of the Big 12 once again. Oh, I totally agree with you. I've been very impressed by what Mark Adams has been able to do over there at Texas Tech. And we take a look at this day and age of college basketball, and I feel like Texas Tech has been one of those best teams out there at being a bit the transfer portal. And a team that I felt like was lagging behind perhaps a little bit with regards to hitting the portal in recent years because the Big 12 has had a lot of teams doing a solid job of it is West Virginia. And do you think that maybe Bob Huggins was seeing the success of schools like at Texas Tech what we wind up seeing out of Iowa State this last season, bringing in someone like an Isaiah Brockington, having a lot of success with him, and thought maybe we should try to go this route because I've noticed that West Virginia has been much more active this year than in past off-seasons as well. Yeah, midway through the Big 12 play when they were on their one of their losing streaks, Hugs mentioned that he wants to retool in the transfer portal like Mark Adams or Chris Beard did at their separate schools. Chris Beard last off-season at Texas as soon as he got into office – brought in Marcus Carr, Trey Mitchell, and then Mark Adams on the other end brought in four guys that were able to contribute to a Sweet 16 team. So I think he realized they need to reevaluate how they will handle the transfer portal. And they've just been able to find a groove and how to find the guys that will fit under his system. Yeah, I think that it's going to be really interesting to see how these Big 12 schools wind up looking as well, because even a school that they don't bring in a lot of transfers in Kansas, one of their most impactful players during the NCAA tournament, them being able to win the national championship, as we know, that would be Remy Martin. So it certainly has been making an impact out there, as we do have Ethan Bach joining me on the podcast. And Ethan, we've been talking a lot about these guys that we know where they're going to be going. We've been talking a lot about the West Virginia guys, but how about if we take a look at some of the guys that are currently still out there? I know that over there at Portal Report, you guys have been doing a great job being able to track some of the top guys that are available. Who, in your opinion, are some of the guys that we should be watching for and depending on what school they go to can really be difference makers? Definitely watch out for Baylor Shireman from South Dakota State and Tyrese Hunter from Iowa State. Both of those guys, Shireman has two years of eligibility. Hunter still has three years since he was just a freshman. Those two guys can go onto a Power 5 program and just immediately have impact. It, it really doesn't matter who those teams have. Shireman and Hunter will be able to come in, immediately have impact, score in double figures. Shireman's one of the most unique transfers I've ever seen because he shoots the ball so well from three. He takes a good amount of threes, and yet he still averages seven rebounds a game. That's one guy in the portal that... When he entered, I knew he was going to get every school in the country wanting him. It, it was close to that. There was over 35, 40 programs that reached out to him within the first couple hours, and he has all these blue bloods that are after him. So Baylor Shireman is definitely one guy. I'm just really fascinated by his play, and he will come in immediately and have an impact on a team. I agree with you. I think that this guy is going to be absolutely tremendous. Six foot five, six foot six combo player that, like you mentioned, shot just below 50% from three point range. And then I also take a look at some of the guards in the portal because some of the best ones have now come off the board. Kendrick Davis going to Memphis. I think that that's absolutely massive for them. Nigel Pack, he was getting the pack from Miami as he's getting a little bit of money to be able to go over there. And he certainly is, I'm sure, happy about that. But 
I take a look at some of these other guys like an Antoine Davis, and I think that it's going to be appealing to see where he winds up going because he was a 20-plus point-per-game scorer in three or four years at Detroit, and I think that this is a guy that could wind up making an impact if he winds up going up to a higher level. Davis almost has 3,000 points in his collegiate career already, and he's a year of eligibility left. Like He visited Kansas State recently. If he can go to Kansas State and go to a Power 5 program and just be able to contribute like right away, that's another player that could average 15, 20 points a game even in a Power 5 league. I agree with you. I do think that he's going to be able to make a very solid impact depending upon where he winds up going as we do wind up having Ethan Bach joining me right here on the podcast. A great job over there at the Portal Report along with West Virginia Sports Now. And Ethan, I also take a look at some of the big men as well. And obviously we wound up seeing no Chad Omier. He wound up going off the board. That is going to be one of the bigger ones that we wind up seeing. You also did wind up seeing a few days ago as well, Fadas Amik, who I was talking about. He is now off as well. Who are some of the big men that you're going to be taking a look at? Because G&I Broom going over there to Auburn, I feel like that was really the best big man going into the weekend that was still out there. He is now off the board, and that is absolutely massive figuratively and literally for Auburn. But I take a look at some of the other big men, like a Jamarian Sharp, and some of these guys still do have some intrigue to be, especially as good rim protectors. Yeah, Jamarian Sharp was going to be the name I was going to bring up because his numbers are another situation that are unique. Eight points, four blocks. Trey Mitchell's another interesting player as well from Texas just because of all the stuff that happened leaving the program. But those two names for sure will have immediate impact on whatever schools they go to. If any team out there in the country needs a rim protector and a guy that can put up eight, 10 points, those are two guys that you need to go after immediately. I do think that Jamarian Sharp going to be very much an impact guy. And I just take a look at some of the schools that have been able to do a solid job in the transfer portal. I mentioned West Virginia. I've been very impressed by what they've been able to do. I think that Auburn, they certainly go up the board with what they were able to do, bringing in G&I Broom. That's going to be absolutely rock solid for them. Or a couple other schools that wind up standing out to you that you like the moves that they've been able to do this offseason because we've seen a lot of movement and there have been a few schools, especially ones out here in the Mountain West, that have been very active these last few weeks. One school for sure is LSU with Matt McMahon coming from Murray State. He was able to literally build an entire team. He's not done yet, but he's getting there. He's done a really good job. Trey Hannibal from Murray State, Justice Hill from Murray State, his guys. He got two of his top guys in there. He's able to get Cam Hayes from NC State. Like, I'm impressed on how quickly Matt McMahon was able to come in and just literally rebuild the entire team. They had a couple guys from LSU come back from the Will Wade team. Adam Miller's still deciding. He's down to TCU and LSU, so he could come back to LSU as well. But I'm just so impressed by Matt McMahon. I am impressed by him as well. And I know someone that you had a chance to see up close and in person as well. That'd be Isaiah Cottrell. He's heading over to UNLV. And I do think that his game is going to be very solid. Someone who wound up actually beginning his life out in the state of Nevada. I believe that he wound up playing at Bishop Gorman, if I remember correctly. And I take a look at what UNLV is doing right now. And they're bringing in a couple guys from the Big 12. I know that they also bring in Elijah Harkless, someone who wound up averaging 10 points per game over there at Oklahoma. And I think that silently UNLV has had one of the best transfer portal periods out there because they didn't necessarily get that one splashy guy that's going to put up like 15 plus points per game or anything like that. But they've got four or five solid guys, Elijah Parquet, Luis Rodriguez, list goes on and on that are going to be able to make an impact right away. Yeah, I think UNLV's done an amazing job in the offseason. Like you said, very quietly have rebuilt their team as well. Harkless, Rodriguez, Cottrell, they've done a pretty good job. Cottrell, he didn't do 
that great at West Virginia. You recovered from an Achilles injury, had to get used to playing out of position. So he's in certain circumstances. So he can still develop and blossom into a really good player. He's going home to UNLV. I think Kruger's done a good job this offseason just trying to get his type of system guys into his program, into his second year. I'm right there with you. I do think that the Kruger administration doing an absolutely terrific job there. And I'll give a little bit of a shout out to Georgia as well. Mardez McBride going over there. He has been rock solid. And I just take a look at the way that the SEC has had so many new coaches do a solid job. You pointed it out with LSU, what Matt McMahon has been able to do over there. Mike White, he comes into Georgia. He's been able to pick up a whole bunch of guys. Florida, I love the hire of Todd Golden. He brings in Will Richard from Belmont. And out of all the conferences, with regards to the way that they've been handling the transfer portal, I think that I would give the best grade right now to the SEC. I'm not sure if you've got a little bit of a different opinion here, but I do take a look at the way that the SEC has been able to add so much talent just top to bottom with regards to that conference, and it has me very impressed by what they've been able to do as a whole. I would agree with you, Greg, that the SEC has probably been the best all-around conference. Obviously, we're still in early stages of the portal. This is just an early grade, but yeah, I think the SEC is easily been the best conference just being able to get mid-major guys like broom just done a great job overall as a conference yep they've been able to do a great job as a conference and on this interview ethan you've been able to do a great job as well i know that you're doing a nice job holding it down as an analyst over there at the portal report you're also doing some work covering just the great state of west virginia with west virginia sports now so love the good people at home know what's all on tap for you and how people are able to follow along on social media and other platforms yeah so you can find me at ethan bach that's b-o-c-k and then with an underscore on twitter that's pretty much where i cover actually all of west virginia news basketball related as well as some of the portal stuff that's going around in the country big names rankings just all that you can find me really only on twitter that's what i use 100 percent of the time i'm only ever on twitter and ethan doing an absolutely terrific job of being able to cover a little bit of everything we do commend his efforts as the portal report actually launched about a month or so ago by george michalowski you want to join this podcast about a week or so ago ethan is one of the tremendous writers over there they're doing a great job as we know the transfer portal has really been big for college basketball the last few years so these guys are doing an absolutely amazing job of being able to report upon it and if you're looking for your fix of big 12 and west virginia news ethan has he covered there as well so a big thanks to him for joining me right here on coast coast soups now part of the visa family podcast and coming up next it is that time of the podcast they give you a little bit of a roundup as to all the news and also we want to be seeing in college basketball on saturday at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. 
I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back here lovely Las Vegas for Ghost Ghosty with myself, Jaheep Spears, and now part of the Ethan Family Podcast. Great to get Ethan Bach on. He's doing a great job over there at the Portal Report, does a great job 
taking a look at all things West Virginia for West Virginia Sports Now as well. And it was his first time on the podcast, and it was great to get him on. Certainly hoping that that's not going to be the last. So a big thanks to him for joining me in the last segment. Now it is that time of the podcast, and we take a look at everything that we wound up getting in college basketball on Saturday. We did wind up seeing Frankie Collins, who was over there at Michigan this last season. He has said that he is going to be jumping into the transfer portal, a former top 50 recruit. Pretty much consensus that just didn't wind up getting a lot of minutes this year. Two and a half points, right around 1.4 assists per contest. Shot just 16% from three-point range. A native of the great state of Nevada, actually. Anderson, Nevada, where I actually recorded this podcast from. So, going to be interesting to see what winds up happening there with Collins. It was just a case which you didn't wind up getting a lot of minutes towards being part of the season. Now, you did take a look at that game. They did wind up having against Colorado State in the NCAA tournament. 14 points, six rebounds. He's probably going to want to bring that to the attention of a lot of teams because this is a guy with quite a bit of ability. Just felt like Michigan was not necessarily a good fit for him. So he decided that he is going to be entering into the transfer portal, one of the bigger names out there, in my opinion. Seneca Knight also decided that he was going to be entering in the transfer portal after. At BYU, we just didn't put up the same numbers they did at San Jose State. At San Jose State during the 2019-20 season, really had a monster year. 17 points, 5.5 boards, 2.5 assists, seal per contest. Only shot about 30% from 3 for his career, 29.7% three-point shooter, but this last year at BYU, not like he was a buster Rooney or anything like that. Seven and a half points, three and a half rebounds per game, but clearly the offense wasn't necessarily as good of a fit for him. Six foot seven, a little bit of a combo player that has shown that at a little bit of a lower level and at a little bit of a smaller school can really be able to go off. So he has decided that he is going to be entering into the transfer portal. Ryan McAdoo, someone who was just frankly a walk-on at North Carolina, began his career at Florida Gulf Coast, didn't really play there, did not really play at North Carolina. He's decided that he's going to be entering in the transfer portal. So someone from North Carolina transferred, but also someone who for the season wound up literally not scoring a single point. The bedline a little bit, I guess you'd call it deceiving there. You did wind up seeing Lahat Fioni decide that he is going to be entering into the transfer portal as well. He was playing at Utah this last season and was able to put up a couple okay numbers, right around four points, three and a half rebounds per contest. Not a guy that was going to be stretching the floor. Six foot ten, two hundred and forty-five pound big man that has a little bit of upside. Certainly not a guy that's going to be going to like a blue blood school and is going to be tearing it up or anything like that. But someone with a good frame, someone who is able to do a nice job of be able to hit the glass. You take a look at how 247 Sports wound up ranking him coming out of 2018 was a little bit of an under-the-radar guy that Utah wanted being able to meld a little bit better. So going to be interesting to see where he winds up going along with Emmanuel Shaminga. Shaminga was actually a big part of what UC Irvine was able to do, one of the better defensive teams in all of college basketball. And for Mr. Shaminga, he wound up having right around three and a half rebounds per game this last season, a bit more of a reserve big man that they were hoping to be able to develop. That really is the UC Irvine way. Actually had closer to right around three rebounds as a freshman as well. So a guy that was a little bit developmental. Seven foot, 300 pound big man. Now, I don't expect a whole lot from him on offense, but someone that could certainly come in, give you maybe a block or two per contest, especially at a lower level. So could be intriguing to see where he winds up landing. We know where this man is landing. Delvin White, he was at USC Upstate this last season, and he said that he is going to be going to Chattanooga this last season. 8.7 points, 4 assists per contest, and shot 38% from 3, 86% the free throw line. His shooting overall has been relatively solid. Never has really been a guy to take overly many shots, but is a little bit of a facilitator, so I think that he's going to fit in very well with Chattanooga. As we know, it's a little bit of an overall 
with Chattanooga. They wound up bringing in Daniel Earl, and Earl has brought with him Jake Stevens, who wound up playing with him a few seasons ago. I believe that Hunter Huff is going to be in that fold as well. So now you've got a little bit more of a facilitator for this team. That should be able to work out very well for them. And Jarius Cook, I think, is going to be able to work out very well for Jacksonville. He's decided that he's going to be going from North Dakota State, and he's going to be going to the Dolphins. Someone who last season was able to give North Dakota State right around 8.5 points per contest. Not a guy that is necessarily going to dole out the ball, give you a lot of rebounds, but a good pure shooter. Shot 39.7% from three-point range at six foot three. Someone that is able to be a little bit more versatile. Good plus defender. North Dakota State has always been known for that in Jacksonville. This is a team that they're looking to get up on your grill. They're looking to do a solid job of being able to defend in general. Now, I will say this about Cook. Towards back half of the season, did wind up falling off a little bit from... January 20th on, final 16 games, more like 7.5 points per contest. Three-point shooting was more around 36%, but still relatively solid get there. I do think that he's going to be able to come in. He's going to be able to do a solid job. We are seeing a little bit of an overhaul over there at Mississippi State as the uh, New Mexico State regime comes in, and they're bringing with them Eric Reed Jr. Reed Jr. was an all-OVC performer at Southeast Missouri State, and what I do think is very intriguing is that Chris Jans is someone that wound up going very much to the Juco route, and I believe Eric Reed Jr., Began his career as a junior college player. 16 points per game. Wound up shooting as a player in 2020-21. from three. This year, more like 36% from three, but still relatively solid. Now, Southeast Missouri State was one of the more future defenses in all of college basketball. Gave the team a seal per contest, so he's going to need to work on that. But certainly someone who I do think is going to be able to come in and make some relatively solid contributions for Mississippi State. Also wound up seeing Donnie Tillman from New Mexico State. He decided that he was going to be entering into the transfer portal with Tillman. Very long and winding road for this gentleman. Wound up beginning his career at Utah. He wound up playing for a season at UNLV, and he just was not a fit there. And this last year at New Mexico State was his worst year ever, despite all the schools that he's been with. Six and a half points per contest. Wound up shooting 36% from three-point range, but only three and a half boards per game. Really his high watermark, I would say. Wound up coming during the 2018-19 season while at Utah. So at the Pac-12 level, 10 and a half points. 5.3 rebounds shot, 36% from three. He's a 6'7", a little bit of a combo player. So someone that clearly has ability just has not been able to find that good fit at all. Apparently, a pair of gentlemen at Seton Hall as we're seeing a little bit of an overhaul with regards to the coaching staff there with Sheen Hallway in the fold. Well, you wind up seeing a pair of guys transfer out of the program in Tyler Boom Boom Powell along with Brandon Weston. For Powell, he wound up putting up a half a point per contest. Was not necessarily the world's most highly touted guy in the world. And then you take a look at Weston. Someone who wound up having absolutely no playing time whatsoever, though. He was a top one recruit in the class of 2021. So, pair of guys that you figure might have a little bit of upside for seeing all. They are now out of the fold, so that's going to be a little bit of an issue for them. Andre Mulabela, he was playing this last season at Dixie State. He's decided that he's going to go down to the non-D1 level. He's going to be playing at Salt Lake Community College. This is very easy for your handicap. All you need to note is that Mulabia, who actually wasn't too bad with Dixie State this last season. During the 2020-21 season, average six points per contest. Shot 34.5% from three this last year. Shot 34% from distance with more like 4.5 points per game. All you need to do is note that Mr. Mulabia is no longer at the D1 level. Cross him off your name of guys to be able to evaluate and move on. So nice, clean, and easy there. And just seeing right now, Theone, what I was talking about from Utah, he's actually heading to Central Florida. Central Florida getting a big man. We've seen them have success with gentlemen that are able to tell we're over, be able to do a solid job with some rebounds. So going to be fascinating to see what happens over there. Quincy Omekoya. 
he was playing this last season at Temple. He has decided that he is going to be entering in the transfer portal and looked like he was going to be able to bust out a little bit this season. He did wind up seeing six starts for the team, a little bit of a six foot six combo player. His three-point shooting was a little bit limited, but with that said, was a guy that was able to hit the glass a little bit for the team. He is going to be out there on the portal. And what I think is going to be very interesting is if he's able to form a little bit more of a well-rounded game because this is a man that's able to play relatively solid down low, but you could tell that he just didn't have a lot of versatility at six foot six. A little bit of an issue was the number 465 recruit according to 247 Sports in the class of 2020. So a lower school would probably be very interested in him. Can't think that there's going to be any power schools that are going to be interested in him. So going to be interesting to see where he winds up going. Isaac Henry, he was playing at Missouri State and he is going to be becoming a demon. He is heading to Northwestern State and when it comes to Haney, Someone who last season was able to see a couple minutes for Missouri State, right around three and a half points per contest, 16 minutes per game was used a little bit more as a defensive stopper, and trust me, Northwestern State certainly needs quite a few of those guys, actually someone who comes from the great state of Montana, and when it comes to Haney, was a little bit all over the place. He was an NBC all-freshman performer, wound up doing a little bit more towards the beginning of the season as compared to the back half of the season, wound up having three points or fewer in five out of the team's last six contests, but got to figure that playing time is going to be no issue for him heading over there to the Southland, so going to be intriguing to see what he's able to bring to the table there. Trent Hudgens Jr., he wound up playing this last season at Northern Colorado after he began his career at Santa Clara. Just has been unable to stay healthy. He's out there in the transfer portal. He wound up averaging four points and three rebounds per contest. Looks like he was doing for some relatively solid things this season at six foot two, a relatively solid three-point shooter, but it's only played 11 games the last two seasons as a result of injuries. So it's a case in which if someone's able to have him healthy and someone's able to have him out there on the floor, it's someone that I think could actually be able to thrive. Just a question of, is he going to be able to stay out there and on the floor. James Graham the third, who just did not wind up seeing a lot of playing time at Maryland these last two seasons. He's heading over to Missouri State as it feels like Missouri State has just become pretty much the hideaway spot for a lot of these guys that were formerly top-rated recruits that wind up seeing no playing time whatsoever. You take a look at what Missouri State has done in the portal thus far, and it's been very intriguing. They did wind up picking up one guy who wound up having a little bit of past production this last year to be able to bring things together in Brian Trimble Jr., but down original, a former top 150 recruit with Georgia. He's coming in. Kendall Moore is someone that wound up having production in Colorado State as well, but Chance Moore, Alston Mason from Oklahoma. These are guys that are coming in that they were relatively highly touted guys. Did not wind up seeing the floor a lot with Graham. This guy was rated number 127 in the class of 2020 by 24-7 Sports. Number two prospect from the great state of Wisconsin. So I have a little bit of familiarity with him at six foot eight. Able pop threes relatively well. Not a guy that's necessarily going to be super explosive, but he's primarily a little bit more of a stretch shooter, so that's going to be big for Missouri State, especially with not knowing what you're going to be having this next season. They wound up losing a lot of supporting players, and you do currently have Isaiah Mosley in the transfer portal as well. Another guy that's very versatile and is able to pop threes, that'd be Noah Waterman. He has decided that he is going to be entering in the transfer portal, someone who wound up beginning his career at Niagara and at Detroit these last two seasons, really was able to light it up from three-point range. His best year was the 2020 
2021 campaign. Shot 52.8% from three-point range as a six foot eleven combo player on like five threes per game. Giving the team 12 points per contest, four and a half rebounds. This is a guy that's able to put up some relatively big numbers. I would not be surprised if it would be a little bit more of a bench role, but perhaps a little bit of a higher level of competition. It's saying, hey, this guy can do a little bit of something. He's six foot eleven and he's able to shoot threes. So gonna be fascinating to see what winds up happening there. I wanted to mention this a little bit earlier. G and I broom. He is cleaning up, and he is cleaning up for Auburn now. This is a man that in the final 10 games of the season averaged 5 blocks per game overall for the season. 16.8 points, 10.5 rebounds, 3.9 blocks per contest while he was at more at Satan. Auburn, at the very minimum once, wound up seeing him up close and in person. I think that more at Satan actually might have played him each out of the last two seasons, but a guy that at 6'10", 235, if he figure is going to be taking the place of Walker Kessler and one of the best replacements that you could possibly get for Walker Kessler. He's going to come in. He's going to be able to make an impact. I think that he's going to be a starter despite the fact that he's had a little bit of a lower level of competition. So, massive for them. Ryan Young, he was playing at Northwestern this last season. He decided that he is going to be heading to Duke now. This is a guy that is going to be your classic Give you a 10 minutes and five fellow sort of guys as he wound up beginning his career at Northwestern. And in his freshman year at Northwestern, actually saw his most minutes. During the 2018-20 season, 9.6 rebounds per game. This past year, was able to put up 9 points per game as well. as a little bit more of a sixth man, right around 4 rebounds per game. Not a guy that's going to be too versatile, but you've got to figure that he's going to be sort of going into that Theo John mold. Hopefully he doesn't wind up committing four fellows in the first half of a Final Four game or anything like that, though. If Duke is back in the Final Four, I'm sure that they would actually take that trade-off, but that said, someone who should be able to come in and should be able to do some solid things when it comes to this program, most likely going to be towards a little bit more of the end of the bench, but someone who I do think is going to be able to see some minutes. Julian Samuels, he wound up registering this last season at Illinois State. He is someone that's in the transfer portal, did not wind up really being too highly touted of a guy, so going to be interesting to see if he's able to latch on to someone. Jackson Amos, he was averaging two points per contest this last year at Miami of Ohio, 6'11", 240-pound big man, so able to deliver a little bit of size. He's out there in the transfer portal as well, so two guys from the Midwest that aren't going to be making too much of an impact. This guy's going to be making an impact on the Northeast, so Jay Heath, Eli Seasons was playing at Arizona State, and while at Arizona State, wound up putting up 10.5 points per contest, shot 43% from three, and really got cooking towards the end part of the season. During the 2020-21 season, was the top scorer for Boston College, by the way, but you take a look at what Heath was able to do from, we're going to call it December 19th on, so this is going to be the final 19 games of the season. 11.5 points per contest, shot 43% from three, was able to draw out a little bit over two assists per contest, was able to do a nice job of being able to hit the glass. Georgetown doing some nice things in the transfer portal, and it's much needed because this is a program that in recent years, things have not necessarily been going so terrific for them, but you do take a look at what Georgetown has been able to do, and this is a backcourt that is now a little bit remade. They wound up getting out a lot of guys that weren't able to do such a good job for them last season, so it is a bit of an overall, but they bring in Wayne Bristol Jr. to be able to pair up with them. Bristol Jr., a little bit of a combo player they like. Brandon Murray is going to be coming in, and they also got Primo Spears, who wound up having a double-digit amount of points per game at Duquesne as a freshman, so going to be interesting to see the way that Georgetown is able to come together. They're probably going to need a little bit more interior play, but when it comes to backcourt, this is a team that they are now covered. I am 
Oriana. He was playing at Evansville this last season, part of an Evansville team that they played very slowly. They just were unable to get off the ground in general. He has decided that he is going to be heading to school that I believe wound up knocking off Kansas State two years ago in Fort Hayes State. So very easy for your handicap. All you need to note is that this gentleman is no longer going to be at the D1 level and I don't think that we're going to see Fort Hayes State knocking off Kansas State anytime soon as well. And Josiah Fulcher is decided that he is going to be entering in the transfer portal as well. This last season at Bowling Green was a relatively solid performer. He wound up putting up five points, three and a half rebounds per game, shot 36.5% from three as a six foot three, a little bit of a do it all player, was a Mac all freshman performer. I don't think that he's going to be going up to the power conference level or anything like that, but a guy that is able to make some relatively solid contributions, someone that at the mid-major level with the right fit, could wind up being a guy that winds up putting up 9, 10 points per game. So we're going to be taking a look to see where he's going to be ending up. And on this podcast, Coast to Coast Hoops, we're doing a good job of being able to pay attention to a little bit of everything, including what Georgia is doing as well. Wanted to mention it a little bit earlier with Mr. Bach as to what they've all been able to get in. And you wind up seeing a pair of good gets for them. So I guess we saved the best for last. As Mardez McBride, he was playing at North Texas this last season, right around 11.5 points per contest, was a starter in every single game. Shot from three par range in two seasons at North Texas. 39.8% from three. He is heading to Georgia, and he's going to be paired up with Frank Anselm. With Frank Anselm, he was just not a good fit at Syracuse. We're going to call it what it is, that 2-3 zone. It doesn't necessarily suit his style, and it was a case in which Syracuse was playing legitimately about a five-and-a-half-man rotation, so that was not great for him being able to get out there on the floor, but you do take a look at what Anselm was able to do. We're going to call it from February 12th on, so the final nine games of the season, he was able to put up 7.2 rebounds per game, a very good pure rebounder, not a guy that's going to be stretching the floor or anything like that, but someone who coming in, I think he's going to be able to do a relatively solid job. I think that he's going to be able to give this team some nice contributions and getting back Kerry Oquendo, that is no doubt very big for the team because you talk about the transfers all you want, but being able to have that consistency with the guy that wound up putting up during SEC play north of 15 points per contest, that is very big. But with that said, you take a look at some of the other guys that are being brought in by Mike White and having Terry Roberts coming in, someone who at Bradley was able to put up right around four and a half assists north of 13 points per contest. That's big. Matthew Alexander Boncrief was a big reason why Oklahoma State was able to make some noise in the NCAA tournament two seasons ago. Justin Hill, he was an all-Big South performer. Jushan Holt, he's a former top 150 recruit. It's been a very good period for them. And with Wisconsin, we have not seen them hit the transfer portal a lot, but they all of a sudden have wound up making some moves as Max Kleesmith, he wound up averaging 14.9 points per game this last season. At Wofford, and he's a native. Nina, Wisconsin, very close to where I wound up growing up. Appleton, Wisconsin, so I know a little bit about him. Wound up putting up 15 points per contest. Shot 34% from three-point range. He's heading to Wisconsin. They've already brought in another guy that is from the great state of Wisconsin as well. as He was actually playing at UW-Green Bay as you wound up bringing in... Kamari McGee, you wound up putting up right around 10 on 11 points per game for them. I don't think that he's going to be too much of a performer, though I do take a look at Kleesman, and I think that he instantly becomes one of the better sharpshooters for this Wisconsin team, and I think that that's very big. And ironically enough, someone who transferred away from Wisconsin had Ben Carlson, six foot nine, little bit of a combo player, former top 150 recruit. He's heading over to Utah, who wound up losing another one of their big men. And with Carlson, he's a little bit more of a pure big man. He's going to try to stretch out, try to shoot a couple threes. Did so at Wisconsin. Didn't necessarily go so well with them. And he does need a little 
little bit of help with regards to discipline, but I do think that he's going to be able to come into Utah, should be able to see some very good immediate minutes for this team, and if you're looking for some immediate production, we're trying to do that over here at Coast to Coast Hoops. We're taking a look at everything that we're getting this offseason, and if you take a look at the transfer portal right now, we refresh verbal commits. 1,623 players have entered into the transfer portal. That's why we're unable to do conference previews at this point. And we're right now piecing it all together, taking a look at all these guys. And once we wind up getting a little bit more, I guess you call it familiarity with what we're getting. And once we know a little bit more about what we're going to be working with with some of these smaller conferences, going to be starting up those conference previews. And in the meantime, we're going to be taking a look every single day at the moves that are being made and how it affects these teams. And if you do like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, Podcast, Coast to Coast Hoops, you're able to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you've got a question, comment, segment, idea, whatever you for this podcast, you've got one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at GUNIT underscore 81. Keep in mind, letter CM, naming does not matter, so as per usual, please send these into the timeline, and the other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated, and then from there, you're able to find your own whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast. Find that five-star review coming at you guys every single day throughout the year in general when we wind up having no games like we do right now. Take a look at all the news and notes, previews, what have you, for the upcoming season. Then once we wind up getting into the season, fix and analysis on every single game, every single day. So I will talk at you guys once again tomorrow. Thanks so much for tuning in. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.